It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The Scottish football gets set to hand out the season's first piece of silverware. Cup finals are always big. Meetings of Rangers and Celtic are always huge. Add them both together and the stakes go through the roof. The ribbons will either be blue or green by the end of the day. So strap yourself in for a blockbuster afternoon. We are live at Hamden. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson. What a day we've got in store, we're here at Hamden, the sun is shining, the fans are packing into the stadium, the first piece of silverware ready to be handed out, nothing between the sides from Christmas onwards, well something's got to give this afternoon. Well it's quiet just now Gordon but I'm sure the volume will be ramped up come kick-off time, looking out onto this pitch it was well criticised, no excuses today, it's absolutely perfect, sun shining and I think we're in for something special this afternoon. The scene is set, the type of fixture that brings Scottish football to a standstill, a whole week of build-up on Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard, so many predictions, so much bragging rights, who is going to take it all come the end of the afternoon. We're here live at Hamden and back in the warmth of the Clyde One studio is Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans. It is the game like no other. It is the game where reputations are made or tarnished. The day when, if Rangers win, their fans will say a shift in power is on the way. The day when, if Celtic win, their fans will say Ange Postacoglu's domination of Scottish football is confirmed. The margins could not be any finer. The margin for error, non-existent. Today, you're either a hero or a villain. The game that will separate one from the other, Jim Duffy, has the potential to be an epic. Yeah, I think everyone's looking forward to this. And as the guy said, there's a perfect day for football. But the Rangers fans, um, you know, display, uh, displayed their banner the other week there at Displeasure. They're, they're saying two trophies in 11 years isn't enough. And it isn't for a club like Rangers. So this is, I think there's, you know, that wee bit extra pressure uh, on Rangers today, I think with Celtic having that nine-point advantage, um, uh, the, the the league, you know, the league's all all but wrapped up for them. So for me, I think that there is more pressure on them. Even though both teams know the demands of the, each set of supporters means that they have to be successful, they have to win silverware, and this is the first opportunity to gain it this season. Mark Wilson, you watched many of these as a fan. You then played in many of these sides. Meet four, five, six. You even met seven times, I think in one season it's only been a few weeks since the last meeting and yet still the build-up so intense wall-to-wall coverage everywhere you look this week the importance never diminishes if anything it grows and you can sense this week just how much anticipation there is ahead of this one. Oh, of course I mean I said uh, yesterday when there's a piece of silverware at the end of these games it just ramps up the significance of it at Again, I was there on both sides when I was lucky enough to go up and lift the trophy and see that end of Hamden emptying, but I also had to stand there and watch Rangers lift the trophy. And there's nothing harder than, than that in your Celtic career. So those players will know what's at stake today. And the quality on the pitch from both sides, I mean, the, the lead-up to this game, the results in the, week, week, uh, the weeks leading up to it, puts in place what should be a terrific spectacle this afternoon. Yeah, Gordon, you look at the, the recent meetings and Celtic managed to dish out a sore one to Rangers earlier on this season. Then, of course, Michael Beale came in and it was a share of the spoils. There's always something riding on them. But as Mark alluded to earlier, you had a trophy 
to the end of this and Hugh as always summed it up so appropriately by the end of the afternoon Celtic fans will either be telling everyone that that's Rangers put back in their place and Michael Beale is no match for Ange Postacoglu or the Rangers fans will be hoping that this is the start of them recovering from what was a poor start to the season that saw them potentially uh, surrender the league title. Yeah, I think the last game at Ibrox, Gordon, gave Rangers fans a lot of hope under Michael Beale. I thought it was an evil and balanced game. Celtic started pretty well. Rangers got into a 2-1 league and Celtic finished strongly. But that was a league and I think both teams come out uh, happy. I think that's the reason both sets of supporters come here full of confidence. Both teams are just grinding out result after result. Celtic playing some attractive football, but it's all about results and Rangers doing that. But uh, it's different this afternoon. It's a cup final. We've all played in them. We know how special they are. We know that you know that one mistake, that one bad judgment could cost your team the cup, whatever it may be. I think we'll get bags of goals today. I didn't think the game at Ibrox was very entertaining, Gordon. I've got to say, I thought there was t- at times when both sets of players gave the ball away needlessly. I don't think that'll happen today. And as I said, and I touched it earlier, I'm looking at this pitch. It's absolutely brilliant. Well, one of the important build-up factors in a week like this is the constant debate about who should play and who shouldn't play will there be debutants in the fixture will old favourites return will there be any surprise calls will all of those questions are about to be answered by Gabriel who has the teams yes big team news coming out of the hand and dressing rooms Gordon and it's positive for both sides for Rangers John Lundstrom and Malik Tillman have been deemed fit enough to start Whilst Kyogo Furuhashi has survived his injury scare, he leads the line for Celtic. Let's start with the Jers, though. Interestingly, it's the exact same eleven that manager Michael Beale picked for the 2-2 draw against Celtic back on the 2nd of January at Ibrox. He makes two changes to the side that beat Livingston 3-0 last weekend. At Lundstrom and Tillman come back in, as I said. New signings Nicholas Raskin and Todd Cantwell drop to the bench. Kemal Roof has not made the squad despite his goal last weekend. The team is as follows. 4-3-3 as ever. Alan McGregor in goal. A back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davis and Borna Barisic. Glenn Kamara and John Lundstrom will be at the base of midfield with Malik Tillman just in front of them. Fashion Sakala will play off the right, Ryan Kent off the left and Alfredo Morelos up top. The substitutes for the Jers today, McLaughlin, Cholak, Hadji, Wright, Jack, Cantwell, Raskin, Arfield and Devine. Well, what about the defending champion Celtic? Ange Postacoglu names what he believes is his full strength 11. As I said, Kiago, Kiogo has been past fit to start. He's one of two changes from last week. Ken's demolition of Aberdeen, along with Aaron Moy, who comes back in. O'Reilly and Oa out. They are amongst the substitutes. It is 4-3-3 for the hoops as well. Joe Hart in goal. A back four of Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter, because Carl Stahlfeld and Greg Taylor. Captain Callum McGregor is in the middle of the park with Rio Hitati and Aaron Moy. Jota will play on one wing, Dazen Maida on the other, and Kyogo leads the line. Their substitutes are Bain, Haksabanovic, Abada, Kobayashi, Turnbull, Iwata, O, O'Reilly and Rousen. A quick reminder of the officials here at Hamden Park today. The referee is Nick Walsh, whilst John Beaton is on the VAR. Well, Gordon DL, what do you make of that? I said that earlier on, we spend all week arguing, debating, discussing who's going to get the nod, who's not. Start with that Rangers team. What jumps out for you? Yeah, I'll let uh, Mark deal with Celtic team. I'm looking at the Rangers team. Um, I'm very surprised. Uh, I look at Michael Beale, his two signings in January, uh, Raskin and Cantwell, don't start, Gordon. I'm surprised with that. I thought Raskin would be in the middle of the part. But he's went from for the tried and tested. Lundstrom, Kamara, they know this um, they know this game. Sakala caused Celtic so many tro- uh, problems last time on the flanks. Um, 
the usual back four, usual goalkeeper. But I think the big one for Rangers fans coming on to Hamden this afternoon is Tillman. There's a question mark about him. Tillman's a fan's favourite. He's a Michael Beale favourite. He's starting to produce the goods. He's still a young lad. I'll be interested to see how he handles this occasion, but he brings so much to that Rangers side going forward. Yeah, Mark Wilson, the consensus, if there's ever such a thing in Scottish football during the week, was that there was one issue to, to sort out in the Celtic team, maybe two. Most of the debate centred around, would it be Moy, would it be O'Reilly? And then for some people there was a question mark, because yes, Dyson Maida's been very good, but, but Leal Abada's got a knack of causing Rangers and Borna Barisic problems. Is, is that the, the two main issues for you yeah I think so but I think everyone coming along here to Hamden uh, they had to write down their team honestly write it down they probably would have come up with this one a team that's in form a team that's trusted by Ange Postacoglu spoke about Aaron Moy and how good he's been since the World Cup hugely important player for Celtic ever since that game at Easter Road really where, where he scores a couple of goals and he's never stopped since then I get, totally get the debate with Abada. I keep saying that I feel bad for him sometimes, that he always misses out. However, that's what happens when you're playing in a team jam-packed full of quality. So Maeda is in there, sort of two-prong. He carries a threat, obviously, going forward. His pace in behind will stretch this game at Hamden, but his work rate going back to nullify James Tavernier is crucial in this game. James Tavernier, you only have to look through his amount of assists that he supplies Morelos and the front men at Rangers, that's to be stopped. So Ange Postacoglu has that in his head. Moy certainly can control the midfield. The rest picked themselves for me. Hugh Keevans, a week spent dealing with questions about who should play and who shouldn't, and now you have your answers. What do you make of them? Uh, I, I go back to my point that I think it's potentially an epic in the making. Uh, I do take Gordon DL's point that it's odd you make two big signings uh, in the January window in Raskin and Cantwell and play neither. However, if Michael Beale is playing the team that drew 2-2 with Celtic, that's not a coincidence because he believes in them. Sloppy defending late on allowed uh, Kyogo to score an equaliser at Ibrooks. And that was a great result for Celtic in terms of the league title race. But I think this is the side that Michael Beale believes can get some joy out of Celtic. Celtic at Hamden under Ange Postacoglu can be strange. They lost the Scottish Cup semi-final when they were heavily tipped to take advantage of Rangers being tired. They struggled against Kilmarnock in the, the semi-final until deep into the time added on when uh, the substitute, Giacomakis, eventually got the second goal that got them over the line. Last season, when they played St Johnston, it was all a bit of a struggle at Hamden until James Forrest came up with a, a belated goal. Celtic are dominant, absolutely dominant. Everybody is fit and well. The football is pleasing on the eye. But sometimes at Hamden, they do not reproduce the form that they do at Celtic Park. That's the job in front of Ange Postacoglu today. Jim Duffy, what about yourself? You look through those team lines, what stands out? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of wee things, uh, Gordon, that I thought, you know, perhaps Michael Beale might go with a kind of, I mean, more, not say rigid formation, but a more like a 4-2-3-1 with Kamara and Lundstrom sitting and allowing Tillman to play a little bit more advanced. And as Gordon had said, Sakala doing really well the last time, looking to catch, um, you know, exploit the spaces that Taylor leave uh, because he, he does narrow in, uh, and and Kent giving him a little bit more freedom. So I think that they have to do that. I think Rangers. I think if Rangers just matched up, 
you know, Tillman is not the greatest defender, as you say, he's a t- terrifically talented young player. But, um, you know, I-, I think that Celtic's movement and in- quality in midfield is better. So I think there has to be a little bit more security from Rangers in, in those aspects. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I think from Celtic, the only, the only I thought, you know, possible uh, change he might have made was O'Reilly stay, staying in the team as opposed to Moy, although Moy's form's been great. But other than that, I, I think I, I think both teams, most most supporters would have went for that. Um, but I think it'll be, uh, you know, looking at the, 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 the squads uh, and, and the starting 11s, they're very, very open. But, um, you know, there, there are so, so many issues and, and so, many, so many individual battles to look at. Mark mentioned Maida against James Tavernier. I think uh, we saw a couple of times, uh, Ibrox in particular, Maida's definitely got the pace on Tavernier. And, and I think Jota sometimes, you know, spooks uh, Barisic. So I, I, I personally think Celtic have got a little bit more quality going forward. As you mentioned, maybe at Hamden, yeah, listen, it's, a, it's a technically a away game and you know at Celtic Park how quickly the ball boys throw things on, how th- quickly they get the game started. That can't happen quite at the same level at Hamden because it has to be the same for both teams. So the, so the, 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 the pace and the tempo drops a fraction and that does help the opposition. There's no doubt about that. So Rangers can take advantage of that. They're not going to be caught out the, the same way they did a couple of times at Celtic Park. Scottish football never pleases everyone. Gordon DL, it's impossible. I, I do, if I was to make a prediction, the Celtic fans inside the stadium, I don't think you're, there are any real complaints about that team. I think that they would be pretty mm-hmm. much on board with it. On the other side, I think the Rangers fans perhaps largely. I do wonder if there would be a bit of surprise, a bit of disappointment amongst the Rangers fans at the exclusion of Nicholas Raskin. Not just because he's new. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can take that side of it, you know, about playing new signings and and what sort of statement it makes if you bring them in and leave them on the bench. But quite simply, they've been really impressed with what they've seen from him so far and the, 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 the skill set that he brought to the team. I feel like most Rangers fans turning up were hoping to see him in that team today. Well, I've got to be honest with you, Gordon. Uh, all week I've been saying that he's a 100% starter. I think this game today, and where I think Celtic are brilliant in the middle of the park, is tailor-made for him. I think the lads get everything in his locker to get in and handle this situation a cup final. My big question, Mark, who was going to play beside him? You know, Lundstrom obviously an injury doubt, Jack was an injury doubt, Kamara had played last week. But I was very surprised when I seen the Rangers side. Now, I understand a little bit about Cantwell because you had that dilemma, Cantwell or Tillman. I think just now Tillman's in terrific form, fully confident. There's no doubt he's going to go with Sakala and Kent and the wide areas and Morelis up top. But I'm a bit surprised about Raskin not being in there. I thought that's what he was brought in for, these sort of a games. But Michael Beals went with Lundstrom Kamara. We'll just know if it's going to work. Mark, will we ever know for sure? Lundstrom, Tillman, Jack were all injury doubts earlier in the week. That may just be perfectly true and they recovered towards the end of the week. There might have been a bit of mind games in there, as can, can sometimes be the case. Maybe it doesn't matter. They're, they're all they're all involved. Yeah. You have to assume that they are 100% fit if, if they've been picked to feature. Obviously, two of them start and one of them is on the bench. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I did say that last week. Michael Beale would know that he had enough in his squad to get through the Livingston game unscathed, the way Rangers were playing. And it's proved true. And gave the three guys enough time to recover or just even a rest week. And that's, that's been the case. Now, as the game wears on, we'll get a better glimpse if there is injuries being carried or it was just a, a bit of mind games. But I'm with Daz. I'm, I'm surprised that Raskin isn't in there. 
you know, the, the pursuit of Raskin was, was lengthy. And he's came, he's been training with the team for a while now. We've seen him on a couple of occasions and he looks impressive at the base of that midfield. On a big pitch like this, you need someone with a bit of composure and maybe him not experiencing the fixture is something that you need. Just coming in, fresh set of eyes, just composed and he gets on with his job. So that was a surprise, especially if those guys were carrying injuries. To then put them in ahead of a guy who's playing pretty well, yeah, that's a surprise. That said, Jim Duffy, we bang on pretty much every week about the importance of the size of the squads and the strength and depth and the fact that you can make five substitutions, of course. So when you look through both benches, it's perfectly possible that there's some uh, big characters on there who can make a big impact this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's how Celtic managed to get the, the, the point to Ibrox recently with the, the strength and depth of the squad because Rangers were in control of the game. Celtic made substitution bringing on top class players and I think that's something that Rangers had lacked a little bit that strength in depth but with, with the likes of Raskin and Cantwell and, and, and Kolach and guys like that on the bench now you know Michael Beale does have the option so if the game is evenly poised at the latter stages he's not weakening his team anymore as the guys have said he's bringing on top class players so his, his squad has definitely improved over the last few months, um, particularly since uh, the introduction of those two players in particular, Cantwell and Raskin. So, uh, yeah, I think as a, as a manager, yeah, you, you, you put your starting 11 out. But I think that the old cliche of my best starting 11, I think it's pretty much gone now, uh, Gordon, for, for most teams, you know, at, at the top, top level now, because they have such a strong squad that you can pretty much uh, change four or five players now and and there's not any significant weakness if anything it's just a slightly different approach to how you want to uh, play the game and Rangers are definitely in a better position to change the game later if that is required Celtic's always had that under Ange Postacoglu you know pretty much after the first few months and if again you look at the bench today other than James Forrest which is a little bit of a surprise being omitted completely from the squad then it's a, again you get so many positive options for both teams if they, if, they, if they have the need to change it. What an incentive though, Hugh Keevans. Just to round off the discussion on personnel, the chance to be a hero, it may be a predictable one, it may be an unlikely one, but someone out there has the chance to be a hero this afternoon. History is littered with the names of those who made their reputation on the old firm game uh, and also Hamden Cup finals. Kyogo. Who thought a Japanese would ever settle a, a game between Celtic and Hibs in the League Cup final of last season? And when we were out last night, all the happy team together, I said to you, Gordon, I had said the words, that might be the only goal of the game when Hibs scored. And before I got to the end of the sentence, Jim Duffy, Kyogo had gone to the other end of the park <laughs> and scored. So that's how much I know. <laughs> Yes, the scene is set, you've now got the team news, we're getting ever closer, 40 minutes away, the sun's still shining on hand in the pitch, looking magnificent. We'll hear from both managers, Ange Postacoglu and Michael Beale next. Action as it happens, and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Welcome back to Hamden. Kickoff edging ever closer. You can sense the anticipation building. So much build up to this game. All the pre-match discussion. It's almost over. The fans are filling up uh, the stands round about Hamden. The noise levels starting to rise as we get closer to that kickoff. Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel still with me at the National Stadium. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy back at Clyde One HQ. 
looking forward to a fantastic afternoon the League Cup final, the first piece of silverware available in Scotland this season but who will lift it and as you can hear that simply means that one of the sides has come out to start their warm-up it is Rangers on this occasion and you guys have been over the course before that means half the stadium is delighted to see them <laughs> and uh, half the stadium not being so polite uh, about their introduction onto the pitch let's hear from two men who will be heavily involved then this afternoon the two managers will kick off with Michael Beale relatively new to the role of course but he's been talking about his experience of the fixture oh, I think there's a lot of respect between uh, the two sets of players and the management teams I think it's two very good teams going head to head both teams have got a lot of experience uh, in these types of games if I look at my own squad wasn't so long ago we was playing a European final and then very quickly a Scottish Cup final. So we've played here last month in a semi-final. So in that sense, we're, we're well versed in this type of game in the build-up of the week. And it's about just going to perform on the day. Gordon Diel, specifically for Michael Beale, what does this afternoon mean for him? It'll mean a lot if he can get silverware um, on the trophy cabinet. Gordon, that's what he's here for. That's what he's brought in for. Um, but um, for me, Michael Beale, I think he's got three hit just now. He started his Rangers manager's campaign brilliantly. He's got one draw and nine victories. OK, he wants better displays, of course. But that'll come when he gets his own players in. I think the summer will be a massive time for him when the transfer window opens. I think a few players will depart from the club. He'll bring in fresh faces. And then I think he starts again. Now, I think we'd all agree, unless some miracle happened, Celtic will probably bag the title because it's too far for me the way Celtic are playing. Nine points with a goal difference. So for Rangers to get a bit of silverware and the first bit of silverware of the season today would mean so much to the new Rangers manager Yeah, I mean, Hugh Keevans, these games always mean a lot to the managers but specifically under the circumstances that Michael Beale finds himself in, what's at stake for him today then? Everything because Gordon, this is a man who craved Rangers he snubbed Wolverhampton Wanderers, what manager can you think of that turned down the English Premier League because he would rather go to the Scottish Premiership and when he came during the darkest days for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and made no secret of the fact that he was in the director's box at Ibrox, it showed how much he longed for the Rangers' job. And he developed that fascination with the club from the time that he spent at Ibrox with Steven Gerrard. He has nailed his colours to the mast. He wants to be at Rangers when they take over the mantle of power from Celtic therefore today there is a tangible symbol of having got the better of Celtic there is a trophy that's why today is vital for Michael Beale now let's also hear from Ange Postacoglu then Celtic are obviously in a strong place they won this competition last season that got the ball rolling they followed it up with a league title. They may well go on and win the league title again, as most people expect. Ange Postacoglu is just looking to keep getting stronger. We certainly feel like since you know, the break, we've um, we've certainly been stronger. Um, you know, we had a strong first half of the year, to be fair, but we've we've consistently, um, you know, I think, improved over recent weeks. A bit of that is just we've got a stronger squad. Um, obviously, we, we added some players in January who who have helped us not just. You know, in terms of um, the matches, but in terms of training, just the level of 
um, you know, quality of training has been raised. We haven't had a midweek game for two or three weeks now, which I think has helped us as well. And I just think our performances have got stronger, um, you know, probably since uh, since the mid-season break. So Ange Postacoglu then, same sort of discussion. Mark Wilson, you pick it up this time. What specifically is at stake for him? What, what about the importance of today for a manager who has already picked up silverware in this country? Well, he's, he's looking to obviously add more. I mean, Ange Postacoglu and some Celtic supporters' minds is already a legend, but to really, you know, push that um, forward then... Let's be honest, he, he needs to win every trophy that's in front of him. That's what's required. And today's another one against his greatest rivals here at Hamden. It's the first part of a treble. I've said it on numerous occasions. When when you've got a nine-point lead in the league and you're in a cup final against Rangers, I get Ange Postacoglu says the line, it's one game at a time. But it must be in his mind. He knows that winning today is the first part of what could be a really special season for Celtic so and again when a new manager comes into one of these clubs it's up to the other who's the dominant manager on the dominant side to show that they are there for the long haul it's not just a flash in the pan and Michael Beale's going to take over uh, in these games so hugely significant for Ange Postacoglu as well even though he's been there and he's done it with a Celtic side still something different today in a cup final yeah Jim Duffy Ange Postacoglu still currently exists in the rarest of environments in Glasgow football terms because he's universally popular amongst his own fans. That, that, that is very rarely the case and one day it'll probably even erode slightly for one reason or another but right now you will not meet any Celtic fan who has anything bad to say about that man and I guess he has to try and keep pressing home that dominance today. Yeah, you're right in both counts, Gordon. At this moment in time, he is absolutely the darling of his Celtic fans. But as any manager can tell you, that can change very, very quickly. And, you know, you have to continue to be successful. And it's the reason why I disagree with Gordon a little bit earlier on. He says a free hit for Michael Beale. I don't think you get a free hit as a Rangers or Celtic manager at any time. Unfortunately, you, you don't get that breathing space to bed yourself in. You know, the demand to be successful uh, is just paramount for, for every supporter. But in terms of, um, you know, Ange Postacoglu, yeah, I mean, he is, you know, he's got his own style of play. Everyone knows, uh, you know, what that is, that high intensity uh, pressing with the ball and, uh, you know, the tempo, sorry, pressing without the ball and, and, and that tempo with the ball, you know, the terrific. Uh, he hasn't quite uh, reached the legendary status yet because that'll, that'll obviously come over a period of time if he continues to be successful and he's got to match the, the great managers that went before him. But um, at this moment in time, yeah, you're right, there isn't a Celtic fan out there who wouldn't have him on a 10-year contract. Um, not just if the, 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 you know, the winning mentality, but the style, as you mentioned earlier on, it's so entertaining. Celtic are a, a club, you go and watch them, particularly at Celtic Park, you can't be anything other than entertained and they're winning so they're winning it with style and in, in, in a manner that the Celtic fans are absolutely adoring Yes, big afternoon for both managers that goes without saying have they picked the right team will they make the right in-game changes what will they say to rally their troops before the game Mark Wilson when it got to cup final day for you recently was that an important part of it are you looking are you looking for that rousing speech or do you not need that extra incentive is it already done for you already done no, I was lucky I played with a mixture of managers who, who had a wee bit of that in them and I, I, I always uh, always say that, that that doesn't necessarily work all the time sometimes it's a calm approach that the players truly believe in the manager and the work that's been done midweek 
And I kind of, I think Ange Postecoglou is a wee bit of both. I think he's he's meticulous in his preparation, and he would have known his team last week. But I also think he knows what to say at the right time to his players, and I think he will get that across in the dressing room this afternoon. That message, that vital message about who the club are representing. That's why this half of Hamden love him so much. And his press conferences, it relates to what the fans think it means to play for Celtic. And I think he can portray that to the Celtic players this afternoon in the dressing room. These games often throw up big surprises. It would be the surprise of all surprises if Celtic changed the way they played, Mark, or yeah. went about their business in a different fashion. They have done it against Ross County. They've done it against Real Madrid. They're now 20 months or whatever it is down the line. So it, it tends to be, by and large, the same approach. Are you expecting very much to, to try and see that from from the off or, or, or are there any small tweaks that he, he might make within this one I don't think he will I, and you know it's not to say that he's not got a plan B it's just a plan A works <laughs> all the time now when you've got the lead that they've got in the league and the way that they've been playing since the World Cup then why would you change I mentioned yesterday the players the individuals in the starting 11 are all in form as well so with a Celtic side everybody knows what they're doing I mean there's there's no confusion um, and, and why would you change that so it's not just on the ball though Gordon it's off the ball that this Celtic side are tuned in when to press how to press how to hurry and harass opponents in their own penalty box and that's up to Rangers to find a way around that now we've seen so many teams in the past struggle it'll be interesting this afternoon to see if they can come up with something and then for Michael Beale Gordon mm. slightly different well for a number of reasons but most importantly because he's earlier he's earlier on in his, his time he's trying to win games at the same time as getting his stamp across he's spoken already about the fact that it is bound to take at least a pre-season to get real work done mm. on that front so how much today do you think can he make it about his team doing what they want to do and how much is he going to be mindful of trying to stop what Celtic do? Yeah, of course, he's, he's got to try and look at Celtic. Of course he has with the attacking flair he's got, the middle of the part that Celtic have got, the talent, that's where it's going to be important. If Celtic dominate the middle of the part this afternoon, they'll win this game, Gordon. So Rangers have got to be aware of that. I think going forward there's a threat for Michael Beale. Sakal is in the team, reason being he's been in good form against Celtic second half at Ibrox caused all sorts of problems yes Celtic fans will argue that they lost Taylor Early who's probably one of the best fullbacks and not if they've uh, led back in Scotland just now so that'll be interesting Kent for me is a big player you know the amount of times that Rangers supporters turn up here at Hamden and think right this is your day go and show the ability you've got go and be the match winner that Rangers want you to be then obviously you've got your main man up front Morelos who will battle away so it'll be an interesting afternoon the finishing touches are being added to the warm ups at Hamden you can see both sets of players just getting their final touches of the ball and we will get even closer to kick off after these the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just over 15 minutes to kick off in the Scottish League Cup final between Rangers and Celtic here at the National Stadium. The fans making their way into this famous old ground, hoping that they see something famous for their team this afternoon. Of course, it can go the full way, it can go the distance, it could be extra time, it could be penalties. We will wait and see. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are with me. Gordon Duncan here at Hamden. We've got Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy back at Clyde One Super Scoreboard HQ. And it is getting 
closer Gordon DL come on then this is where you really earn your wage this afternoon you've spent years on this show telling us that you watch the warm ups yeah. very closely you claim to be able to learn things from the warm up that no one else can yeah. we all think you're talking nonsense what are you seeing out here this well, afternoon well I noticed that Celtic were out 10 minutes earlier than Rangers Gordon great observation obviously, to that. obviously a little bit nervous in the dressing room but no, both sets uh, teams just going through the usual routines. Celtic working on that back four over on the right-hand side there. About <laughs> he's he's actually talking us yeah. through the warm-up. So, look, players will only be now. We've been in the situation before. All you want to do now is get in that dressing room, get your strip on, last couple of minutes from the manager, get out onto that part and try and win a cup for your supporters. It's a fantastic atmosphere in here. The place is going to be packed out. Pitch is perfect, sun is shining. What more can you ask for? We want goals. You know all about it, Mark Wilson. These sides haven't met too often in League Cup finals. They met just a couple of years ago, and before that, you played. You were Celtic captain for an hour that day. <laughs> you yes. discovered this what week. A great honour. What was this bit of the afternoon like for you? Did you hate it? Did you just want to get going? Uh, was this more nerve-wracking than the game itself? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I, I, that's, that's a good point there because you're well aware of your surroundings when you're down there warming up you know it's the last half hour before you go into this monumental uh, encounter and you, you can see the crowd filtering in the noise levels just start cranking up every five minutes as you get closer to kick off and Daz is completely right at this time you've done all your preparation you really just want to get in the dressing room and hear those last few words from the manager and getting that tunnel ready to go for the whistle but uh I mean, we couldn't ask for a better day. I said to Daz there just before, these are the days again yeah. that you want to be involved in. Sunshine, on. League Cup final. And he, <laughs> he's, he's saying, get the boots on. He disagreed. He hated football, this guy. He said he'd rather manage in this than playing it. Because he's an attention seeker. Yeah, and he wants a it to be all about him. Um, But I suppose the other thing when we are talking about the surroundings, I don't want to label the point, but the Hamden pitch did become a big topic of discussion after the semi-finals much maligned statements made, managers unhappy they they did remedial work on it and yeah I guess you know without going all weatherman on you it's been a bit drier in the last couple of days it's perhaps helped, it, it does look good doesn't it well, whether, whether it survives, whether it whether it's as sturdy as it should be, then we'll find out, but it looks good. Yeah, that does look good from here, and we spoke to a couple of the guys who've been on the pitch and says it's nice and firm, but if the staff couldn't get this pitch right for this occasion when they had the lead-up time, then <laughs> we'd be as well just taking this showcase final and taking it elsewhere in years to come. So they've done their job, it looks good. The players will love playing in this surface after what they encountered on both of those semi-finals. Obviously, the Rangers game against Aberdeen was worse because... Celtic Kelly played the day before but both these sets of players relish playing in good surfaces are used to playing in good surfaces that's why I hope that makes for a great encounter this in afternoon. terms of the psychology Hugh Keevans it's quite interesting because there are no unless I'm mistaken no debutants in the fixture you know we looked for Todd Cantwell Nicholas Raskin they, they'll have to wait to make their debut Alistair Johnson played in the previous one and we've seen over the years some players can shrink under the weight of, of this fixture and others like Rio Hatati absolutely, you know, flourish um, on their debuts in the fixture. But they've all they've all experienced it before. Yeah, and that's why we hope it's an epic created by the atmosphere, and not an epic diminished by the atmosphere. You have to be a strong 
constitution. You have to have a strong constitution to withstand all of the hype that goes on around this game. This is the flagship fixture in Scottish football. It is unrivaled in British football. I don't care who's playing. Arsenal and Tottenham, Liverpool and Everton, Man U and Man City. Nothing matches this for atmosphere. That's what these players have to live up to. And we have, I think, the two strongest 11s that can be picked by both managers. Therefore, it's now down to the players. It's no longer about the bluster, the bravado, the baloney. <laughs> it's about the players and they have to deliver. And those players are just finishing off the warm-up. Celtic are done. They've gone back down the tunnel. The Rangers starting 11, just finishing off some of their... A pre-match routine with the fitness coach before they do the same and that will pretty much be that in fact the noise you can hear is because Rangers have now taken their turn to head back down that Hamden tunnel and I mean Hugh Evans the, the size of the fixture speaks for itself yep. we're in a, a, a so-called neutral stadium that apparently has a Celtic end and a Rangers end so that <laughs> that might not please um, everyone else in Scottish football sometimes but that just tells you what these occasions uh, can be like this is the way it should be the day that Celtic Rangers decided to minimise the tickets for away fans at Ibrox and Celtic Park was a sorry day because this is what the atmosphere should look like and that's why we are all looking forward to this match so much as an old pal of mine used to say and he played in this fixture it's the only game where you get a standing ovation for winning a throw-in. <laughs> yeah, and I'm starting to get that sense already. You look around, I don't, they can pretend all they want. I can see some worried faces, I can see some nervous faces, some excited ones as well. Uh, and that's just the pundits That's just the pundits that are in the, the gantry next to me as well. So we'll see how the fans get on. And you've waited all week. A couple of more minutes won't harm you. Kick-off is coming next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The roof is about to come off this famous old stadium in Glasgow's south side because Rangers and Celtic are about to enter the field of play ahead of the League Cup final. These famous two opponents have met many times down the years, many times in this competition. Not that often in the final, of course, 2019 when the bragging rights went to Celtic. This has been a competition that's been very good to Celtic over recent years. Rangers have, of course, had a longer wait. No victory in this competition since the 2010-11 season, and I'm sure Michael Beale will be looking to put that right. Let's remind ourselves of the starting 11s today with Gabriel. Yeah, thanks, Gordon. Two changes for Rangers from the team that beat Livingston 3-0 last weekend. John Lundstrom and Malik Tillman are both past it. They come into the side. New signings Nicholas Raskin and Todd Cantwell drop to the bench. Kemal Roof has not made the squad despite his goal against Livingston. Alan McGregor is in goal. It's a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davis and Borna Barisic. Glenn Kamara and John Lundstrom at the base of midfield with Malik Tillman just in front of them. Fashion Sakala will play off the right. Ryan Kent off the left. And Alfredo Morelos leads the line. Substitutes for the jersey are McLaughlin, Cholak, Haji, Wright, Jack, 
Catwell, Raskin, Arfield and Devine. Well, the defending champions Celtic have also made two changes from last weekend's demolition of Aberdeen. Uh, Kyogo Furuhashi has been past fit to start. He comes in along with Aaron Moy, Matt O'Reilly and O are out and amongst the substitutes. They line up in a 4-3-3 formation as well. It's Joe Hart in goal. Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carl Stahlfeld and Greg Taylor make up the back four. Callum McGregor, Rayo Hatate and Aaron Moy are the midfield three with Jota, Kyogo and Dazen Maida up top. The substitutes, Bain, Hacks Sabanovic, Abada, Kobayashi, Turnbull, Iwata, O, O'Reilly and Ralston. Off go the pyrotechnics, that's just the heat that Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson were looking for on a cold February afternoon and that means the arrival of the teams is imminent. It's actually taken an ever so slight lull here, I think the nervous energy that Hugh Keevans alludes to throughout the week is just starting to come to the boil and we wait on these teams coming out onto the pitch. Interesting listening to Gabriel Gordon Diel, seven of the Rangers team that started the 2019 final start again today and only one of the Celtic starting 11. That shows you the, the, the difference that's happened to these teams in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah, especially Rangers, as I said, they brought in two January signings. I thought they were brought in for occasions like this, Gordon, but he's went back to the guys that have know this fixture and I think that may be important this afternoon with the experience. I am a bit disappointed. Raskins, I think, showed a lot for me. I thought he'd have been brilliant in this this afternoon, especially in the midlife part, where it's going to be so, so important. But listen, it's a great occasion. The atmosphere is electric now. As we keep touching on, the pitch is brilliant. We're just waiting the teams to come now. I'm looking at the two teams, middle to front, and both sides, surely plenty of action, plenty of goals. Who's going to win this one then, Gordon Dale? Go on then, we've waited all week. Uh, I'm going to say Rangers will sneak it, Gordon. I think I'll be very tight, but I'm going Rangers. Mark Wilson. Oh, well, no surprise for anyone <laughs> listening. No, look, the way Celtic have been playing, if they play to that standard, then it's hard for any side to live with them. Even this Rangers side, who are their closest competitors in the league, I think Celtic will win this. I think both teams will score, though. I think it'll be 3-1 Celtic. Anyone predicting us to go the distance? Yeah, I think we could bend for a long day. Oh dear, I don't yeah, think he's bad in our plans. I've got Wilson. dancing on ice planned tonight, so <laughs> please record it at home for me. We'll save Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy's prediction for just a moment or two. Andrew McLean is about to come in and join them and take you through the action. Once it started, the build-up is almost done. You can just feel it. It's been a quick week in many regards. We've had so many phone calls on this show. Many people with full of bravado, full of confidence, others acknowledging that these are the two best teams in the country and it might be just that little bit closer. In fact, let's do it quickly. Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans, give us your predictions. Yeah, no, I think Celtic will win it. Um, Gordon, I think that, uh, you know, they're just better in most departments and I think if both teams play at their very best, then Celtic will win it for me. So, for me, it's Celtic. Well, we now have a 50-50 split because Mark Wilson and Jim Duffy are going Celtic and joining... Gordon DL and I'm going for Rangers by the odd goal in five. Ooh. There we are. Four pundits <laughs> in the team today. Two going for Rangers, two going for Celtic. Hugh Evans never won to get his predictions right, so I hope it's not a nil-nil after he's just given it the big build-up with the five-goal thriller. But we shall see because stranger things have happened. Strange things always happen in Scottish football and strange things certainly happen when these two meet. You can actually see the players, they've been penned in in the tunnel. They look desperate to get out. We are desperate for them to come out here. 
and join us but the time is not quite ready yet they are waiting and waiting Mark Wilson was, that must be torture yeah, as a player it was the worst bit because you see the crowd ahead again the music playing the pyros are going up it's your first glimpse of the opposition when you look ahead across the tunnel and you just want out there on the pitch to quickly get this line up done the handshakes done and you want the referee to blow the whistle so they're waiting there patiently I think they're on their way now I can see an SPFL delegate in the oh, middle the of the pitch. He's got his hand <laughs> in the air, which means it is almost time. Looking at my watch, I do feel like there is a slight delay here. I feel like they should probably be out by now. What are we, only two minutes away from kickoff, supposed to be? So there is some sort of unknown delay, I would imagine. Nothing too dramatic. James Tavernier, full of smiles in the tunnel, wraps an arm around one of the young mascots. What an experience for them. They won't forget this in a hurry. And interesting, I can't get no sleep is the lyric that rings out amongst Hamden. <laughs> I don't think there was much sleep had last night. There won't be much had tonight either. And it could be for very different reasons. And here come the teams. As you can hear, the roof coming off this famous old stadium. Match official Nick Walsh picks up the match ball, strides onto the Hamden surface with the two managers behind him. Ange Postacoglu so successful since he arrived in these parts. Ange who they used to say, well, they know all about Ange Postecoglou now. So much success in a short time at Celtic. He won this very competition last season, got the ball rolling, won the league, and he's in the driving seat to do it again. And on the other side of the pitch, Michael Beal, he too knows about this fixture. He was here under Steven Gerrard, and now he is his own man. He put down a tiny bit of a marker when the sides met in January. A two-all draw showing that Celtic wouldn't have it all their own way. But my goodness, how he could do with adding some early silverware to his CV as Rangers manager. The pre-match handshakes. So many players that have been over the course and distance. Callum McGregor will almost be sick fed up of lifting this trophy. I don't think so, but you would forgive him for having had those thoughts. Having so many winners' medals in his trophy cabinet at home. A bit more of an unfamiliar look to the Rangers team in terms of winning this fixture. James Tavernier got his hands on the league title. He managed to lead the side into the Champions League. His journey has been fascinating since coming to the club in 2015, experiencing lows and highs as the Rangers skipper. But which one of them is going to climb these famous old stairs in will we call it 90 will we call it 120 <laughs> oh, we've got VAR in case you hadn't heard it could be a couple of hours who knows we might even get the most dramatic of conclusions uh, with a penalty shootout this afternoon but the scene is set Rayo Hatati's doing almost a dance in the middle of the field to add his finishing touches to his pre-match preparation the Rangers fans with their pyrotechnic show to my left the Celtic fans with their pyrotechnic show to my right, smoke swirling around the National Stadium as James Tavernier and Callum McGregor exchange final pleasantries. I'm not sure there will be many pleasantries when this game kicks off, but final handshakes, final toss of the coin from Nick Walsh as the mascots make their way off the pitch this afternoon. And we are almost ready to get underway. Don't forget, we do have VAR in the competition now. To add that extra drama, that extra spice, John Beaton is looking after things at Clydesdale House. Nick Walsh, the man in the middle. And don't forget, we are going to have a minute silence prior to kick-off after the sad passing of Hibs owner Ron Gordon earlier this week. A real sad day for Scottish football. So it feels appropriate to hand back to Hugh Evans, Jim Duffy 
and Andrew McLean in that studio. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Trade accounts available now. Call them today. All the build-up, all the talking is done and now it's time for things to be settled on the Hamden pitch. It could be 90 minutes, it could be 120 minutes, it could be penalties, but by the end of play today, the League Cup trophy will be heading home with either Ange Postacoglu and Celtic or with Michael Beale and Rangers. It is a minute's applause that's going on at the moment in memory of Ron Gordon at the moment, Hugh. Ordinarily, death would lend a sense of perspective on a day like this, but not on a day... When Celtic play Rangers Because for some people I underline some people This game is more important than life or death uh, And that's the way they will approach it But the players themselves Will be respectful Applaud Ron Gordon Condolences to his wife and family His sad passing uh, A terrible moment for Hibernian But the players today Have to Respond in the way that they normally do They are the two best teams in the country Since they had a draw with each other at Ibrox They have each played nine league games And won nine league games They are far and away The best sides in the country And now we look forward to them Delivering a match fitting of their talents well, Ron Gordon's face was up on the screen A photo of him at Hamden The players have now broken off from that minute's applause The Celtic players are in the huddle Callum McGregor is doing his final speech to the players The Rangers players just waiting about for Celtic to be ready What will be going through the minds of those players at the moment, Jim Duffy? Yeah, as Mark said, they really just want to get the game started You know, the, you know, you can do all the preparation You know, all the team talks, all the motivational stuff All the tactics But bottom line is, it's not until that whistle blows When you know really how you can go and approach this game And who's going to take control of it Aaron Moy standing over the ball and he kicks off. We are underway in the Via Play Cup final between Rangers and Celtic. And just listening to the atmosphere, we could hear it yeah. with the guys at Hamden. It sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Andrew, it's almost a relief to get the game started. You know, we've had a long week of debate. It's been very enjoyable on Super Scoreboard. Both sets of fans have had their say, but it's a relief to get the football match underway now because enough talk has taken place it's now time for action to speak louder than words yeah people are talking about nervous energy in the build up to this gym as soon as the first ball is kicked what happens in the mind of the players does, does that all sort of clear out and you're just completely focused on the game or in a game like this is it, is it hard not to get wrapped up in it all even when you're out there on the pitch yeah I mean I think it's difficult for people who haven't been involved in this game I mean I didn't play in this type of game I did play in a cup final a league cup final um, Gordon was saying he would like to be manager uh, for me I was actually both I was playing manager in the, in the cup final so it's um, you know but the, the most important thing is you just want the game to get underway and get that first 5-10 minutes get your second win Touch of the ball And just kind of try and settle into the game I think that the first part of the game is always going to be a bit nervous You can see Alan McGregor just now Just slowing things down Taking his time As, Again, just maybe assessing Celtic Seeing how they set up Are they are they the normal 4-3-3 Or is there a little tweak in the shape? Yeah, the first action of the game came within the first minute. It was a ball from the left, Rio Hatate trying to float across into the box, but it just went over Alan McGregor's bar. So not any work for him to do there. He's taken the goal kick and now Rangers in possession. But it is so key in these games, Hugh. A quick start. Yeah, I thought the game at Ibrooks was spoiled by 
the fact that the that the players simply could not keep possession of the ball. Both teams, it was passes to each other. In fact, Celtic's opening goal came from a, a misdirected pass uh, from Alfredo Morelos. So, uh, hopefully, they don't get swallowed up by the occasion. Yeah, that was a strange game because when you think of it, a two-all between these sides, lots of action, but there really wasn't a lot of quality, was there, Jim? Hey, no, listen, I, I really enjoyed the game. I, yeah, there was a listen. It wasn't as slick as as both teams would have liked, you know. And the, the the ball was given away, but that does that makes sometimes for chances, and that's what I end up two two. I think in most games, if you get a two two game, you're, you're certainly entertained. Yeah, I think both coaches would want to be a bit tidier and take a little bit more care with the ball. But uh, you know, listen, if, if we got two two today, I don't think many of us would complain. That's for sure. Yeah, the first foul of the game was Fashion Sakala just on Greg Taylor, Celtic. Winning a free kick there, not really much in that, apart from, um, well, just the, the correct decision. And Celtic will look to play on Malik Tillman winning the ball back for Rangers. His inclusion as he plays a pretty heavy back pass towards Alan McGregor, who has to control it and just clear it up the park. But Rangers fans will be delighted to see him included in today's team because... It, it, we didn't know whether he was going to be involved, what his injury was like. The last time I think Michael Beale had spoken about it was Tuesday. But since Michael Beale came in especially, he has been um, certainly one of, if not Rangers' best player. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly a creative spark. There's no doubt about that. He wants to get on the ball. He wants to be positive. These type of players are invaluable in, in these occasions because it's easy just to play safe. But you need players that will take risks in the key moments and Tillman certainly get the quality to do that. As we know, he's still a very young player. But uh, there's no doubt of his talent and, you know, we'll just see there, uh, actually, Rio Hattati, I think, just falls on top of him and his knee catches the back of his head. But, uh, yeah, Till- Tillman's uh, a very influ- influential player. As Gordon uh, Dale was saying, you know, I thought most people th- thought Raskin would maybe be in uh, in place of maybe Kamara. But um, I think they need that little bit more stability when you allow Tillman to go forward and link up the play alongside Morelis. Then you need experience and Kamara and Lundstrom have got the experience not just in their own games but in this fixture we saw Michael Beale on the screen just oh. there how do you think he'll be feeling less than 40 games as a manager and here he is on the touchline at Hamden in a cup final well, against he, biggest rivals he will know instinctively uh, that this could be the real making of him the first trophy of the season uh, people will speak of uh, Michael Beale being here to shift the balance of power away from Ange Postacoglu and Celtic uh, there's no doubt that the players have responded to him in a major way. Uh, under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, it simply was not good enough from Rangers. And they were, again, Celtic, fairly easy to beat. And Ange Postacoglu underlined that point with uh, a 4-0 win, a 3-0 win. Uh, you know, so they are transformed under Michael Beale and you always need the tangible sign of the transformation and a cup brings that for you. What would you describe that from Alfredo Morelos there? Just letting Alistair Johnson know he was there, just a, a nudge in the back as yeah. uh, Johnson was clearing the ball. Yeah, I don't mind that from Morelos. I mean, I listen, he gets a lot of stick, but I think, you know, he's that type of player, he's, he's, he's a, a combative player, you know, so, you know, he just, he's just leaning on nothing too malicious on it. But I think what, what they're, they're saying to Celtic at this moment in time is, if Rangers can press high, they are certainly going to do that. There's been a couple of games, particularly at Celtic Park, where Rangers have sat off Celtic, allowed Celtic to dominate play and found to their cost because Celtic have absolutely punished them. But I think that there's, 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 there's kind of two lines now. If Celtic have got the ball at Joe Hart and deep, Rangers are pressing really, really high and you know Rangers are, the midfielder going right up almost man for man 
if Celtic get out the press, Rangers then drop right back, maybe 30 yards deeper than the, the, the halfway line, not to allow that space for Kyogo and Maeda to get in behind. So, yeah, I think there's a bit of a, a, bit of a tactical switch, or a, certainly a, uh, more, more of a tactical way of playing for Rangers than Celtic. Celtic just play their normal game. Yeah, Dyson Maeda was well, a clipped ball over the top towards him. He got in behind James Tavernier, but his cross on the half volley was sliced out for a Rangers goal kick. So no goal mouth action so far. It has been a, a pretty quick six and a half minutes so far in this game. But yeah, to see it does actually look as if the Hamden pitch is cutting up quite a lot, though it, it looked good. I was there on Tuesday up close. It looked a lot better than it did last month, but it certainly looks as if it's cutting up quite quickly. Well, Jim, you spoke earlier about the, the tempo dropping a fraction for Celtic at Ham. That, that it looks that way for both teams at the moment. There's not the, you know, we know the atmosphere is frantic, but the play's not so frantic. Yeah, not been. Uh, it's, it's not quite high octane yet. You would say, Jim. No, I, I listen again. The, the, both teams understand the importance of the occasion, and you know, listen, you, you, it doesn't matter how many times you play in these type of games. You, you still understand that uh, you know if you make an error early on, hands a huge initiative to to the, the the opposing team. So everyone's a little bit careful, a little bit cautious in the first part of the game. I think it'll maybe take 10, 15 minutes. They're sussing each other out a little bit, a little bit cat and mouse. But uh, eventually the game will settle down. Yeah, the, the pitch does look as if it's cutting a little bit, but the ball's moving quite well. So you know, I, th- I think it's probably been just been. I don't know if it's been relayed or just uh, you know the the the, the grasses. Is just um, cut a little bit short, but either way, it doesn't seem to be disrupting the flow of the ball too much. Yeah, Celtic have been the team with more possession so far in this game, but once again, just unable to hold on to it. And the ball is just sort of exchanging between the two teams quite a lot in these midfield areas. Celtic looking to break out now. It's Alistair Johnston who plays out wide to Jota on the right. A couple of step overs, clips the ball. In, and it was a potential chance there Kyogo just heading the ball down into the box But Rangers can deal with it I thought Kyogo could have taken it in his chest there I mean he's tried a little cushion head I think it was actually Carl McGregor No I don't think it was maybe um, You know Hitati had come into the box here But to me Kyogo could have just leaned back Taken his chest and went for yeah, the volley Yeah a bit more time than he yeah, thought but, Yeah but you know listen he's tried it, it was Jota's in behind now Yeah for the ball over the top again. to Jota Plays it low across the, the edge of the six yard box But yeah, the flag, is the flag has mm-hmm. gone up It's the, the late flag of course mm-hmm. That you see with VAR Connor Goldson did turn to the assistant As soon as the ball was cleared by Rangers And it will be a free kick Oof. And that one yeah, was pretty side. clear Yeah yeah, I mean, this is the thing now that, you know, even whether it's commentary, whether it's, you know, people at the game, because, the, the listen, it's not the assistant's fault. They have been told that you must wait until the action is finished. Don't put your flag up because, you know, it might be a fraction and VR will decide. So they've got to wait. So it is a bit frustrating for commentators, a bit frustrating for people watching the game, particularly if you're at the game, because you think your your team's got a chance. But, um, you know, listen, that this is the, this is the way the... Uh, UEFA have instructed um, yeah, I mean VAR doesn't really work without it essentially yeah. If, yeah. if you're looking for those marginal mm-hmm. offside calls yes. it, it makes complete sense but I do get that it does frustrate mm-hmm. supporters and, and other people at times I think I think people are waiting in an injury queue you know what I mean yeah. particularly if a player runs through and the goalkeeper's coming running out at the same time and he's well offside there's going to be a collision there's going to be a significant injury and that, that'll be the time when for all the people have said that over the years and I hear that, that argument yeah. all the time it's still not yeah. happened <laughs> yeah it hasn't happened yet you're right Andrew that's what I'm saying but I think there, there, there will be an occasion um, you know where somebody maybe even maybe even makes a rash challenge just in terms of maybe bringing someone down like a professional foul Alfred Morelos using his strength there to sort of fend off 
and get the ball off Cameron Carter Vickers on the halfway line Rangers unable to do anything once they started think, moving the ball forwards I think Carter Vickers was too long on the ball we just get caught in two minds uh, anyway the first 10 minutes have come and gone and it's been rubbish <laughs> so uh, we, we can only hope it improves that was your prediction to you saying that you wanted it to be 3-2 I know, I know. You, you thought it was a goal fest yeah, there might need to be a lot of late goals in this mm-hmm. game well no I, I still don't rule out goals but the first 10 minutes have been you know, given the week that we have had building up to this match the first 10 minutes have been an anti-climax yeah, sometimes games don't live up to the to the hype but it is still early still plenty of time and sometimes there is just one moment or a goal even a chance can spark things into life yeah, but I, I think, listen, both managers will understand that, you know, sometimes these are the, the way the games are played early on and they won't get too frustrated, won't be too, uh, you know, too much of a rush to change things. I think at this moment in time, I, I would guess Michael Beale looking tactically will be probably quite happy. He said it was one little half chance, as we mentioned, uh, the ball came into Kyogo. But, uh, you know, Rangers tactically are looking to press Celtic but I think Celtic would have expected that I think we've heard Dan's possible saying before you know we've worked on different scenarios a team sitting off us and a team really pressing us and they work on teams pressing them and high pressing and they're not phased by it so I think that's the reason why Celtic have probably been slightly more on the front foot than Rangers at this moment in time Yeah Celtic quite keen to work the ball into wide areas just haven't managed to get that end product so far Maida with a couple of chances on the left to put deliveries in Jota on the right as well but uh, nothing doing so far Fans complaining about the pitch And then The, the big burn mark on it Caused <laughs> by a flare yeah, earlier, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, 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 That's the thing Listen We know these things happen All the time now But as I say From Rangers point of view You know I think As I said You know Listen 11-12 minutes gone um, Michael Beale will be looking Thinking right Okay we've settled into the game You know We understand the way Celtic are playing Our shape looks good They haven't got in behind us so far so then they'll, they'll hopefully grow into the game a little bit more, um, you know, and as they get a little bit more possession and a little bit more threat. But you can see Kamara and uh, and Tillman and, and, and Lundstrom getting really tight to the Celtic midfield, trying to deny them space. Yeah, well, the ball is with Borna Barisic on the left, goes to cross. That one is blocked and will go out for a Rangers corner. Their first of the match with around 12 minutes on the clock. So a chance for... A delivery, it will be James Tavernier, I think, to take that one. It will be an in-swinger, Borna Barisic, just walking away. It's probably the first time, Hugh, that Barisic is waiting up the pitch, isn't he? Yeah. He's probably a wee bit more concerned with Jota, but you know, again, his, his delivery is normally very good, but uh, I think it was Johnson, I think, got out to manage to block, block it, and it was Kamara, actually, so there was obviously a wee change, in the, uh, you know, so they maybe come up with something different here, yeah. Yeah, it has gone short from Glenn Kamara. He gets it back from Ryan Kent, and if this one was... Off the training ground I'm not sure it's <laughs> Quite been executed The way that Michael Beale Would have been hoping Rangers still with a chance To get the ball Into the box Malik Tillman Driving towards the byline Wonder if the ball Oof. Maybe went out John Lundstrom With a shot That one is blocked Was it by his own man That one Rangers continuing With the pressure Ryan Kent Cutting inside His shot Loops way over The Celtic bar To the point where He actually thought He might have taken a deflection But it was just A, a poor connection From Ryan Kent And Celtic Get a goal kick And take that quickly yeah, I mean, I don't think the, the, the corner quite came out the way they would, but they ended up a, a decent chance. But, uh, um, you know, as you said, as soon as Kamara went over, you knew there had to be something a little bit different from, from Rangers rather than just a straightforward delivery. Took it short, tried to play it to the edge of the box. Um, you know, wasn't the best of touches and, and set-up play, but eventually the ball came into the wider areas and uh, they played it across the goal and, and, and Rangers with a shot, it was blocked. 
Um, I think I think it was you know Joe, Joe Hart uh, who looked as if he was maybe struggling to get to that, but it, yeah. certainly I'm not sure if it was one of the Rangers players that hit or one of the Celtic players. But either way, it was deflected clear. Uh, I, I just don't think that Celtic have arrived in the game yet. 14 minutes in. Uh, I mean, neither team have mm-hmm. so no, far. No. There's not really been any chances of note as. Cross goes into the Rangers box from Rio Hatate, but that's just deflected into the arms of Alan McGregor, who rolls it out to John Lundstrom, who was under pressure at the edge of his own box from Aaron Moy, but has managed to get up towards the halfway line before Moy steals the ball back. It has been sort of stop-start, no real sort of patterns of play in terms of just either side being able to keep the ball and, and just get their foot on it and try and work something. It's, it's just been a bit messy. There's always a danger that the occasion... Gets the players Swallows them up to an extent And You know We have yet to have A, a, a cup final Hit the heights I, I must admit I don't, I don't really think It's the occasion uh, I, I think it's, it's It's a little bit tactical And I think that's That, that was going to be it. I think if you look um, We know that Celtic like plays Inverted fullback So I've just seen um, You know Taylor going away in Round about the centre circle area Sakala's away in with him so I think that's obviously something that Michael Beale's looked at and said we can't get, get get outnumbered in those midfield areas. So he's obviously instructed these players if you're with them, stay tight with them, and then Tavernier's going to have to deal with Jota if they get it out there, uh, or sorry Maida if they get it out there. So from Rangers' perspective, as I said again, you know they're looking to try and match up in the in these key areas. But Celtic, I said, they're still the team, you know, and on the front foot, they just haven't uh, managed to click in the final third yet. You know, once again Celtic looking to go over the top This ball towards Kyogo But he was unable to get it under control That will go out for a Rangers goal kick Yeah. Well you know as I say Celtic still subdued by their standards Rangers subdued by their standards as well So it may take the first goal of the game To just galvanise everyone and give us a, a a better match than we are currently watching. In the early stages of these big games, Jim, is it a bit like a game of chess? Both teams just trying to work out exactly what the other are doing, and you know it, it does take time for both teams to settle because of that. Yeah, you have to problem solve. You know, you look at the opposition. Listen, you might know. You know, pr- primarily as I say, Rangers will know how Celtic like to play. Uh, Celtic may be thinking, right, how are Rangers going to do it? Are they going to press? Are they going to drop off us? But I think, yeah, you, you know, you're looking at it and then you've got to try and work out the solution of how to play against, you know, whatever setup um they're playing. I think particularly at this moment in time, Celtic are thinking, right, okay, how do we how do we break through Rangers? Because they're very, very well organised at this moment. And I think that's been a feature under under um, Michael Beale so far. I think that they have been really organised, they've been even when they haven't played great, they've been very, very strong defensively and then managed to grind themselves out a few results. I mean, Michael Beale's admitted that himself. You know, eventually he's wanting to be a little bit more flair and imagination in his team. That's the reason why he signed Raskin and, and Cantwell. But so far, as I said, tactically, you know, um, Rangers have, have, have done, you know, what they've been asked to do. Um, keep it tight. You know, not, not uh, Marlon McGregor's not the save to make, neither is Joe Hart. Uh, as I said, and they'll look for both teams to try and improve as the game goes on. Yeah, well, Celtic once again into the... Rangers third and I think was that a shot from distance from Callum McGregor under pressure from John Lundstrom that was heading I think towards the corner flag before it was blocked there is is that Alfredo Morelos down in a down in a heap holding his ankle it didn't look too much to me it looks like he just toe poked it and maybe just get caught from Alistair Johnson but I don't think nah it's nothing in it for me I think it's um, sort of jump, jumps into Johnston yeah, doesn't there, he there's there's no, I don't yeah. really know quite why he's holding his shin he's obviously trying to influence the referee a little bit but uh, no, there's, there's nothing in it it's, it's a free kick but no more than that 
not in a dangerous position though it's still in in Rangers own half as we wait for really the first shot on target of this game neither goalkeeper has had anything to do apart from a couple of goal kicks each you think the pitch is having any effect at all Jim? I thought it just looks a little bit slow here, maybe a little bit sticky. Maybe I mean, listen, I know the water, the pitch, and it's a dry, dry day. We had it yesterday as well, you know. So you know, it's, it's, it's you know, listen, you, we always want it, this level nowadays it to be absolutely pristine, and and it's maybe just you know um, slowing the ball down a little bit, and and you know we, we know both teams like to, to to move the ball quickly, but for me, I just think Celtic having got the wide players, they normally get the wide players involved much more. Jota and. Uh, Aaron Moy clipping the ball into the box for Jota I think he was just trying to slice that one across the face of goal towards um, his teammates that were arriving in the middle but it goes into the arms of Alan McGregor Rangers will now attempt to break up the field quickly Um, don't have too many numbers up there as of yet Ryan Kent just cutting inside as he likes to do around 35 yards from the Celtic box yeah, that's what I'm saying, Andrew. You, if you looked at Sakala's how they touched the ball, Kent's a little bit more involved, but not much. Neither Jota or Maeda. So everything seems to be through the middle is now for both teams, and that's the reason why it's breaking down. You know, they're not they're not getting any real width into the game. Uh, and as I said, and I think that that's something that normally they're very very good at. So I I, I don't know if that's again because uh, you know the way the opposition are playing against them, denying them that space. But generally speaking, both teams. Um, you like to exploit the wide areas whether it's their full backs coming and, and, and delivering or whether it's their actual wide players being in these situations uh, and, and, and I say that at the moment uh, every, everything's in really really tight in the middle it's a very very congested middle of the pitch with six players in there at times eight players in there with the full backs going in and I, I just think that they need to try and transfer out wider to, to open the game up make it a little bit more open and a little bit more entertaining um, and, and maybe get more, more goal mouth action Hugh the game crying out for something to happen because we're 20 minutes in and nothing continues to happen. Uh, I, I don't know the reason for that. You can come up with anyone you like. All I know is it's a disappointment so far. Sometimes it just takes one bit of magic from an individual player, whether it's a, a great ball into the box, a brilliant through ball, whether it's just a driving run to... To spark things Well there's enough players On the pitch For that to happen I mean from both sides You know you've got Real quality uh, In the final third they, ju- they just haven't They haven't had enough Of the ball yet They've been starved A little bit Of the ball In good areas You know as, as I mentioned You know everything Seems to be in through them. The, the players that get More touches of the ball The likes of Lundstrom Kamara McGregor Moy but uh, you know they haven't they haven't managed to play that that crucial f- through ball. Um, it's a clip ball over yeah. the top towards Kulgo, who takes it down brilliantly. Alan McGregor comes out and foils him though, and that was a mm. an opening for Celtic. Yeah, well that's a typical Kyogo move, isn't it? He just comes slightly short and then spins in behind, and uh, you know there, there was no complaints from Kyogo. Celtic still trying yeah. to pile on the pressure. Jota with a left-footed oh, shot, and that one is saved by Alan McGregor, James Tavernier. Well, clear before it goes out for a corner, but that is the first save that's had to be made. Alan McGregor having to be alert a couple of times there in the space of a few seconds. If you're the, the reporter sitting there in the press box, that's the first note you've taken. It's the first serious moment in the game. Good shot, Jota. Good save, Alan McGregor. Let's hope the key in the ignition has just been turned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just before that, I mean, the ball over the top, as I said, Kyogo uh, spun in behind and, and McGregor came out, but as I said, he, he's obviously got a touch to the ball or 
Yeah, I'm not sure Kyogo just lost his footing, but either way, there was no no complaints from any of the Celtic players, so nothing untoward there. But uh, Kyogo, um, as I said, is just showing you that even in that split second, you have to be stayed fully concentrated for every second game because if you switch off for a, a split second, he can take advantage of it, and then and then the ball falls to Jota, who had a lovely left foot strike, cuts inside, you know, and just takes a little touch, and it's a very very good save from Al McGregor. He manages to push it wide, didn't push it back into the danger zone. Yeah, and just before that, he had to be alert. Ball over the top, Kyogo. It was a really good touchdown from Kyogo as well. Got it in tight to his feet, but Alan McGregor just out quickly enough to stop him getting a clear shot away. But that is the first opening of the game, 22 minutes in. Celtic with a couple of half chances, you'd say. At least one half chance in there from Jota's shot from the edge of the box. Yeah, I mean, again, as we've mentioned, um, uh, you know, Andrew, the, the, you know, the game has is, is, is been... Let's just look at this touch again from, from Kyogo and... As I said, I think that uh, yeah, Alan McGregor's a, a good hand to it. So, terrific goalkeeping, showing all his experience, didn't overcommit early, waited until Kyogo took the touch, then he made his decision to go and, uh, and block and block it. So, you know, terrific goalkeeping from Alan McGregor. Um, a lot of debate whether he should be at Rangers again next season or not, whether it's time to look for a new goalkeeper, but he's still showing with those two saves that he's the, he's the number one. You said in the build-up to this, Hugh, that Referees and VAR might be a, a decisive factor in this game yeah. Nothing's happened so far If you look at the rugby There's been two red cards In the oh. first 10 minutes between Scotland and France <laughs> Not going well for Scotland But uh, let's focus on the football shall we Well We've had that one moment We're 23 minutes into the match We've had one moment Jota shot Good save by Alan McGregor Moy Little uh, over elaborate on the ball at times um, You know People wanted him instead of O'Reilly, but he's yet to impose himself on the match. I think the the referee just overlooked a, a clear foul there as Jota, uh, Hatati hits the deck. But on we go. Yeah, Glenn Kamara just sort of bundling into the back of Real Hatati, trying to win the ball. Nick Walsh felt he did so fairly, and Rangers get possession. Yeah, I don't really mind that from Nick Walsh. You know, you can't give every challenge a free kick. He was a little nudge, a bump. You know, sometimes it can depend. But, uh, Fashion Sakala in a good area here to there. cross the ball But doesn't beat the first man That one is put behind for a Rangers corner But it was a nice ball from James Tavernier wasn't it Just inside Greg Taylor Allowed Sakala to get the burners on Get in behind And right, that left, one left, was Greg Taylor who ended up Was the one that cleared it He left Greg Taylor for dead there He was past him in a flash Yeah but he, again he went short And that's what happens Greg Taylor makes his first move towards the ball And then he spins it behind It doesn't matter how quick you are If you're on the f- going one way And a, and a quick player's going to be there You have no chance So the Rangers if you want to call it A traditional way of corners in this, this time with Baricic um, coming over to pick an in-swinger and try and put a lot of pressure. They're trying to sit, surround Golshin's trying to get in front of Joe Hart, trying to annoy him. Nick Walsh is going to have a lot of word with him. Um, Carter Vickers is, is, is marking him. But, uh, you know, again, you know they, they'll look to try and exploit any weaknesses in that area. And Baricic is normally good delivery. Yeah, it's going to be an in-swinger from Borna Barisic. Nick Walsh just having a word with Connor Goldson and Cameron Carter-Vickers. The corner... Almost goes over everyone Ben Davies was at the back post And was just too high for him Was unable to get a decent connection Goes out for a Celtic goal kick But when there aren't chances being created from open play You really need to make the most of set pieces And Rangers haven't done that so far With their two corners they've had Yeah I think I think it was something that they've worked on I think they've tried to distract Celtic at the front area And then start, um, you saw the Davis goes to the back Really deep at the back post And try and look to head it back across the goal But uh, Starfelt did a really good job on them Got really tight to them and uh, didn't allow him any any chance to to get himself off the ground and 
um, as a result just come off the top of his head Davison went for a goal kicking Joe Hart again as much as he possibly could taking it quickly so Celtic are now up the other end of the pitch Jota just trying to find Aaron Moy in the box with a reverse pass but that one is intercepted by Borna Barisic I was going to ask who's going to be the happier manager in the opening 25 minutes neither. but I'm not sure <laughs> not sure either we'll really have no. um too much feeling either way about how the game has, has can, gone so far. You can only comment on what you're looking at. And what we're looking at is a, a disappointment so far. It's not been the frenzied, wonderful final we'd hoped. And Dyson Meda, every time he touches the ball, uh, it's a mistake from him. Um, yep. he's, ha- he's having just a, a very, very poor start to the game. And he has been sensational since the World Cup ended. And he's come back for Celtic. He has been sensational. But everything he touches today, he gets it wrong. Yeah, that's a few times now where he's just run the ball out of play. Yeah, I think he's come back with a lot of confidence because he was selected, obviously, you know, in in, in the game. Just scored in the World Cup. You know, he got good plaudits in in that that level as well. And uh, I think the game's beginning to open up a little bit now. Rangers in the Celtic box. Sakala with a couple of step overs. And it's actually going to be a goal kick to Celtic because his low cross hits the defender, comes back off him and goes out for it. That was a driving run from Ryan Kent through the middle, which we've not really seen so far. He's cut in from the left a couple of times. But these are the the games that he likes to to get involved in and and step up and try and make his mark. Yeah, but with the two wide players in good situations in the last couple of minutes and neither of them have have, have done anything with the ball. Obviously, Maida just run the ball at the pitch and then Sakala, for me, a 1v1 situation. He's got to do a lot better than that. But he doesn't, you know, he ends up hitting it off the defender, ricochets off himself. And I think when you get, in a tight game, when you get those opportunities, you've got to be better. You've got to make better decisions in those key moments because they're few and far between as we've saw. Alistair Johnson going for the cross into the Rangers box and that's Rio Hitati this time whose first touch is a volley straight over the Rangers bar I think he was maybe looking to just cushion it back across goal and, and got it all wrong A player of his quality though Hugh in the form he's in yeah. Hitati you think he would do a lot better than that and I, I just think as I said you know, there's none of the players you know, like uh, you know, certainly the flair players, the creative players, the midfield and the front players, there's, there's none of them anywhere near the level we're no. expecting to be at. No, um, I mean, we're, we're coming close to the first half hour, and uh, you know, the, 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 neither team uh, look like themselves. Uh, you know, the, the individually, people like Maeda, Hatati, um, Moy for Celtic, it, it's just not happening. Tillman. Uh, for Rangers not uh, imposing himself in the game Ryan Kent flattering to deceive uh, it's not been the final that we had hoped so far yeah the camera just panned to a, a pretty glum looking Kamar Roof in the stand there as the ball is played into the Rangers box Fashion Sakala able to recover it at the edge of the box and Rangers will, will break clear but just on, on on Kemar Roof I'm sure he'll be more frustrated than anyone about his situation I don't don't know if we've had confirmation if it is an injury you'd expect it is if he's not on the squad whatsoever today but the fact that you know he comes back in gets a goal and is out again will be a, a huge frustration to Rangers supporters and, and Michael Beale because he just cannot stay fit can he? Yeah, but more for the player. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. feel for the player. I mean, he's a terrific player. I mean, obviously, we all remember that wonder goal in the Europa League last year. Um, you know, but he's, he's, he, I mean, his record when he plays is decent for goal scoring, but he just cannot seem to get any kind of run whatsoever. Even the innocuous injuries, he seems to be little bumps, bruises, strains, and it puts him out for another few weeks here and there. And 
you know, I, I feel for the player. It must be demoralising because, you know, I, I know how hard players work to try and get themselves back fit again when they've had long-term injuries, you're spending time on your own or with the sports scientist or the physio, and then you're just desperate to get back playing again, and then it's another injury, and then one after that. So I think psychologically, uh, you know, he, he, he absolutely must feel bruised psychologically in, the, in how often it's happening to him. But uh, listen, all he can do is support his teammates today and, and hope that... Uh, they come up with the goods without him. Sakala breaking into the Celtic box, but Malik Tillman was just crowded out at the edge of the box when it was played to him. It was a big switch from Ben Davies that, that opened mm. Celtic up there. But again, Hugh, Sakala you know, once again. You know, Sakala for me, one and one. Go uh-huh. and take Greg Taylor on. Go, yeah. and, go and commit defenders and, and show that you, know, you, you, can, you can be the guy that can make the difference. Ryan Kent. Just playing that to James Tavernier Drills it across Oof. And that one is just wide And I think it was a really good uh, block there By Cameron Carter-Vickers Because the ball across the face of goal From James Tavernier Was heading towards Malik Tillman oh. Who would have just been able to tap into An empty net at the back post there But Cameron Carter-Vickers does Exceptionally well to turn that one Round the post and out for a corner Did exceptionally well not to score an own goal uh, But a tremendous block from Carter-Vickers uh, Rangers, you know, they, they do have the potential going forward. They they, they look dangerous on occasion. Uh, another corner kick to test Joe Hart. Yeah, Barisic in swinger. It bounces right in the middle of the Celtic area, and it will go out for another Rangers corner. It was Aaron Moy who had to deal with it at the back post. Yeah, I think I think Alfredo Morelos to me. I don't know why he checks out, but for me, he's got to gamble there. You know, you can see the gap. And he doesn't, and I think Conor Golson's actually berating him and saying, look, where are you? You're supposed to be in there. We've worked on this. A terrific ball in from Baracic. And uh, for me, Morelos has got to take the gamble. But leading up to the corner again, we talk about Tavernier. When he gets into those situations, his quality is exceptional. That's why he's got so many assists. And it was a perfect ball across the goal. But magnificent defending from Carter Vickers. Well, Rangers with their first prolonged spell of pressure. A James Tavernier corner goes towards Alfredo Morelos and... Mm. It's now headed out by Rio Hatati, and that will be another Rangers corner. Third time lucky, they will hope. Uh, you know that they've certainly got the momentum at this stage in the game. Yeah, I mean, but they're matching up. Obviously, you can see we can see we can see in the camera from distance. You know, they're all matching up. Obviously, Aaron Moy is, is on Morelis and uh, Alistair Johnson's on Lundstrom. You know, the both centre halves are taking up the opposite centre backs. But uh, you know, from from both teams, neither of them are, are huge teams in terms of physicality. But, uh, you know, it's all about delivery. And, uh, you know, again, um, Baracic and, and Tavernier have, have got terrific del- delivery. But Rangers will be pleased. I think, you asked earlier on who would be the happier manager. I think Michael Beale would be the happier manager. Because I don't think, uh, I, th- I think tactically he set his team up initially to make sure that, you know, Celtic don't cut them open, don't play their normal game, high intensity. And I think that that's, by and large, has been very, very good. Um, for for Rangers, and you know, other than that one effort from from um, Jota, then Alan McGregor's been been largely untested. And although Joe Hart hasn't had much to do, I th- I think the Rangers as I said will be will be quite pleased at the fact is it's it's a, a comfortable nil nil at this moment. Yeah, Celtic, you know, uh, um, they've changed the wings now, Maeda, Maeda and uh, Jota, uh, but they they just don't look like themselves. Yeah, Maida and, and Jota, as you say, on, on opposite sides now, just seeing if, if something 
can change by doing that. They have won a corner. Will be Aaron Moy to take on the far first side. Corner, uh, I believe so. Yeah. 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 Again, it was like a great switch of play from uh, Carter Vickers and a good first touch this time from Maida. Basic does well to get his foot wrapped around it, but uh, first corner for Celtic. Aaron Moy to deliver this one. It's headed. Well, it's flicked on, I think, by Carl Starfelt. Couldn't get a good enough connection because Connor Goldson was putting him under pressure. And Rio Hitati can gather at the far side of the box. And Celtic just having to, to really recycle, start again. It's gone all the way back to the halfway line. And now it's going back to Joe Hart. Yeah, all the way back to Joe Hart, who's yet to have a save to make. Yeah, and he's, he's just kicked the ball out of the... Out there has been a lot of unforced yeah. errors from both mm. sides. We saw not long before that the ball... Came over to Glenn Kamara Who just tried to nod it down And nodded it straight out of play There's I don't know whether it's it's nerves The occasion Whatever it is There, there just seems to be Quite a lot of unforced errors From both sides at the moment I, I, I genuinely don't I think these players are far too experienced they've, 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 you know, they've won trophies I think there's very very few on that pitch That haven't been involved in major matches You know some some Whether it's international or domestic I think they can handle the occasion I just think, as I said, that both teams are cancelling each other out. It's a little bit like the time at Ibrox, although the game finished 2-2, yeah. you know, there was a lot of unforced errors in that game, and I, th I think this is very similar. James Tavernier creating space, or trying to at least down in the corner to get a, a cross away, but Celtic just doubling up on him, and Rangers get the throw in. Dyson Maida felt pretty strongly that it should have been a Celtic throw. Well, it's the only game where you can test a throw in as vigorously as this, um, but... You know, both sides now looking for as Hatati runs the ball out of play but gets away with it um, both sides are looking for that psychological lift that would come scoring late in the half and hopefully take it into the dressing with them for the break but what is Starfelt doing? <laughs> Just a, a Cruyff turn at the, at the edge of his six yard box to be fair to him it came off and, yeah, and Celtic off, have, have cleared the ball <laughs> Long, but yeah, he was uh, being put under pressure by Alfredo Morelos, I think it was. But it was just mm. a nice, composed mm. turn. The the type of, or the certainly the moments that uh, hearts and mouths for supporters, but never really in any trouble there. Carl Starfelt just turned away from fashion. Sakala, it was yeah. before Celtic got the ball away. Modern day defending, you know, years ago they would say put it into Rose Ed. Now they yeah. say no, keep the ball, keep playing. And again, Ange Postecoglou. As I've mentioned, wants his team to, to play out from back even under pressure, even under a high press. So Starfield's fully aware of that. A little check, a little, um, as you say, a little turn in the box and um, comfortably plays it out. So fair play to Carol Starfield. Rio Hatati just collecting the ball on the left. His ball forward is intercepted by James Tavernier out for a Rangers throw. And James Tavernier not looking happy with some of his teammates there, just not happy. Maybe with her positioning, just felt they, they weren't. Tracking back enough Yeah I mean he, he knows that If Celtic to You know Take that throw in forward And bounce it back they're, they're outnumbered So he wants his midfield players In particular Getting back On the toes of Jota On the toes of Hitati. Um, You know But uh, they, they were a little bit lazy that and, that and again I think the fact is Is that Ham didn't help Rangers there Because if that was at Celtic Park The ball would have been down And played by then Yeah Aaron Moy Just turning Around 18 yards away From the Rangers goal But once again Rangers just able to stifle Celtic and put the ball clear. You can very, very rarely say of Celtic they don't look threatening, but they don't look threatening. Mm. Uh, you know, they are night and day from what we have come to regard as the normal Celtic. Uh, and you know, Kyogo not involved in the game at all. Jota made a Jota's had one shot. In fairness to him, and he's lining up for another one. 
Oh, he passes it to Kyogo Who curls one Did absolutely no backlift on that whatsoever Did curl it from Just uh, In the D Just outside the box But that one went over Alan McGregor's bar At least it was a Decent effort You know It's the old Can't win the raffle If you don't buy a ticket So it was a very decent effort I thought from Kyogo Actually went just wide Rather than over Not too far away Yeah not too far away Listen I think Players like Kyogo They're not going to be involved In the play all the time You know we see many Many top teams now That they play that lone striker role Then you know They're doing an awful lot Of their running A lot of You know Try to stretch defenders Try to create space For other players And not always getting You know The, the, the many touches of the ball But it's in the pivotal moments The key moments That, that is going to make the difference and that's where Kyogo almost come up there again. You know, as you said, as you said, he's hardly touched the ball, but he said that one ball over the top where he had a great touch and, and, and McGregor has to make the save. And then he said one there where he just sets it and then tries to curl it. And he's, he's maybe about maybe a foot away. But again, it's a decent effort. And, you know, I said before, you, you switch off at your peril when it's Kyogo. I mean, he's, he's, his goal rate this year has been exceptional. And he'll, he'll just think, no, I'll get one real good chance. There'll be one real good chance come my way. And if it does... You know, I'll be, I'll be the hero that wins the cup. Yeah, Joe Hart just having to put his foot through that one under pressure from Alfredo Morelos, only about two yards from his own goal line. But, you know, you do invite that upon yourself when you, you want to play out from the back at times. He yeah. never looks overly convincing, does no. he, Hugh, when he gets the ball his feet? He always seems to get stuck under his feet a little yeah. bit and he needs to sh- almost shuffle it away. Yeah, it, you know, it's a, a fault that has always been there in his game. He's criticised uh, with his clubs in England for that fault. Um you know, I'm suspicious of why you need to pass it back to him as often as you do. Uh, when you, it must be clear that he's not entirely happy with it. I mean, again, it's the, it's the way they play, and because Celtic dominate the ball so much, they don't. You know, they don't very often. I mean, I've seen it in Europe a couple of times, but it's not very often they, they, he gets exposed. It's happened once or twice, and I think all goalkeepers are going to happen. But the way the game is played now, they're going, it's going to happen once or twice, and the vast majority of the time, as long as your 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 teammates. Your outfield team makes make the angle for you, then you should get away with it. This is a match now, thirty nine minutes with one shot so far. Jota has had the only, honest to goodness, go at goal. Well, uh, Ryan Kent's thinking about it from distance, cut in from the right this time, but that one with his left foot was comfortably over Joe Hart's bar. So thirty nine minutes, one shot to speak of, and a, a decent save from uh, a more than decent save from Alan McGregor. Yeah, I think uh, Gordon Dale had mentioned, you know, likes Ryan Kent. These are the days you want him to really step up to the plate and say, "Right, listen, I'm I'm the man here. I can be the main man." You know, we we all know his his talent, um, but it's, it's, it's those levels of consistency and wet, how often you produce it, uh, and these these are the days you're looking for it. I think all the Rangers fans would be looking for him to be, you know, a little bit more influential. Uh, in these type of games listen there's no there's no one you know really stamped their authority in the game either individually or collectively but um, you know it's, it's Kyogo with the ball in the box at a tight again. angle that yeah. one just sliced by the near post just mm-hmm. I think a hand of apology there mm-hmm. to Maida as well who was look at darting movement. into the box his movement is terrific absolutely outstanding movement he gets himself back on side you know, and the, the defenders are thinking he's going towards the ball. Next minute, he's on the shoulder, goes down the side in between defenders, and he, he doesn't quite swivel enough to get the ball on Tough target. Tough ones from those tight yeah. angles, aren't they, when the ball's getting away from you, just trying to play it across goal. Yeah, you've got to get, try and really, you know, really bring your, your, your shoulder round and, and get that. And he's more than capable of doing that, but it's, it's kind of symptomatic of the game just now, where none of the, the, the key players, if you want to call it that, are, are, are at the top of their game. 
and that, that's the reason after 40 minutes where we've had very few goal mouth incidents and you know I think by, by and large it's, it's, it's been a disappointing spectacle although tactically yeah it's, it's quite interesting but from a from an entertainment point of view, yeah, not not anywhere near. Alistair Johnston crosses, oh. and it's a header from Kyogo just mm. over the bar. I'm not sure. I don't think Alan McGregor got a touch on it. It was quite central the header, but that one just over the bar. A, a good cross it was from a Johnston on the right, but Kyogo just unable to keep that one down. Should he have done better? Yeah, I mean, listen, he actually gets too much on it. He's really just looking to flick it and just get a glance towards the back post, but he actually puts too much on it, and that's the reason why it rises. You know, he heads at too much power. He just wants to almost skiff it with the side of his head and just flick it into the, 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 the far post because it was a decent cross. But uh, again, he gets in between two very tall defenders, but that's because he knows there's no point standing next to him. I'm not going to win a header, so what I'll do is I'll look for the space. And, and, and you know without being a classic football match he still had two or three opportunities to score and that just tells you the quality of the player because he just keeps waiting and searching for those that, that vital moment and you know Rangers have got away with it a couple of times there where he hasn't produced the, the, the finished article but if they keep giving him the, the, the chances eventually he will punish Rangers Is that a concern for Rangers that Kyogo was afforded that much time and space in the box completely unchallenged? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Conor Golson's taken up a, a you know, if you want to call it a, just a position. He hasn't been aware of where Kyogo is. And for me, yeah, that's always a wee bit of concern because there's only one strike in the box. And for me, he has to be a lot closer to him than, than he was on that occasion. This is the first period of the first half where Celtic have looked like Celtic. Uh, but they've, they've given away possession carelessly there. Yeah, it's certainly not been a classic. But I don't think that will matter to the team that wins this game. No, People don't really not. talk no. about... <laughs> How they won it Just as long as their team do win it If it's the scruffiest mm. win In the history mm. of the game <laughs> It won't matter On an occasion like this Yeah I mean I think You know listen Anybody watching it on TV Or you know Around the world And this game does go around the world As you say It's a huge Box office game You know People we, we want it to be better Because unfortunately Right or wrong Our game is judged by these teams In these type of games But uh, you know At the moment Oh it's going to be a goal There you are Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Celtic one, Rangers nil, and it's Kyogo who taps in. It was a ball across the face of goal from Greg Taylor. Maida tried to hit that one, but he scuffed it and it went straight into the path of Kyogo, who opens the scoring at Hamden. Well, he was the most dangerous player, as Jim Duffy said, not really in the match all that much, but still there to take advantage of any lapses in concentration from the Rangers defence Maeda has a fresh air swipe at it and it goes to the foot, the lethal foot of Kyogo Furuhashi He and might tell you he was trying to help that on but I'm yeah, not yeah. quite sure that was the case He can tell me all he likes but he had a fresh air swipe and it's gone to Kyogo uh, and he doesn't make a mistake from that range I mean we were literally just talking moments ago about Kyogo being in space in the box that potentially being a concern and there he was just popping up completely unmarked what was that around 5-6 yards out tap in yeah I mean it was only a couple of minutes and we just said if they keep allowing that space eventually he's going to punish them it's exactly what happened you know you cannot give a player of his quality time and space in the box time after time there's no way he's not going to take advantage of it 
And he's standing all alone. I mean, f- I, I think Ben Davis has got to do better initially. I think he's got to, um, you know, cut the ball out, which is across the goal. I think Baratic has got to narrow in as well because he's worried about Jota on the outside of him. He can't worry about Jota. The ball goes over his head, then he's just got to deal with it. But So the gap was there between the Rangers defenders and Kyogo fully exploited. Again, his movement is terrific, although... People will look and say, well, Maeda's had a fresh air. But if you look at Kyogo's movement to start with, he's outside the box and then he just doesn't make a straight run. He kind of almost drifts. And then as he waits till Greg Taylor's ready to play it and he thinks, I'm going to gamble. And like all top strikers, you know, he gets his rewards. I'm going to dust off the old cliche book here, but it's a great time to score, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so long as you take it up the tunnel with you, uh, you've got the Celtic end, obviously going to be boisterous, buoyant. Uh, the Rangers end subdued, silent uh, And that's the way you want it to be There's only uh, one minute added on to the first half we've, we've got 40 seconds of that gone already uh, It hasn't been a classic you, uh, you can say that without fear of contradiction uh, As Rangers take one last chance at it But Starfield nips in uh, to stop Fashion Sakala uh, It may not have been a classic But that doesn't matter uh, you know, on a day like this, uh, so uh, Rangers will have one last attempt at a free kick, uh, which you. I can't believe it. Nick Walls didn't book Greg Taylor there. Mm. I mean, he's, he's he's absolutely tried to take as a car out the gear keys. And well, the free kick goes short. That is half time. Let's get the story from Hamden with Gordon Duncan and the guys. And a half time it is. Rangers nil, Celtic one. In a moment of quality, just before the interval is what separates these sides in the League Cup final and perhaps no surprise it comes from Kyogo he's the Scottish Premiership's top scorer he's the man that scored vital goals to win Celtic this very competition last season and he may well be the man that has a decisive say this afternoon in truth up to that point it was a first half lacking in goalmouth quality yes Celtic perhaps with the most of the ball perhaps with the control in the match, Rangers looking to counter-attack at times and did flash one across, Fashion Sakala tried to get in the end of it, Carter Vickers directed it wide of goal, Rio Hitati had curled one over, Dyson Maida had flushed his, flushed his lines a couple of times as I'm sure the guys in the studio had covered but then just before the break that one moment of quality was from Celtic, a good move down the left, we've seen it many times, flashed across the face from Taylor and finished by Kyogo. And uh, Andrew McLean, Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans, I'm sure, have described the action perfectly in the studio, Mark Wilson. But what about us? What have we been able to witness specifically here that the guys maybe haven't been able to pick up on? Yeah, well, I think the guys have, have said just there, just caught them briefly saying it hasn't been a match really high in quality. And I would probably agree with that. It's still been a fascinating encounter for us to watch. And especially from this vantage point where we could see both teams' game plans and how they're trying to go about their business, how they're trying to press, and in possession, how Celtic are trying to stretch the Rangers' backline. And as the game wore on, Celtic got into good positions, but I felt they were a wee bit sloppy in the final third. I think Anse Coglu would have been irritated by that. But that one moment, a magic, where Celtic do get it right, they have plenty bodies in that box, and Kyogo's there, he took it away. And Gordon, what a difference a goal can make. Do me a favour, take a look to your right, you will see your fan base jumping up and down, pyrotechnics, singing, waving flags. Take a look to your left, you see a fan base that's flat because that one goal, that one moment just before 
the break has put a whole different complexion on this. Yeah, the fans to the right aren't bothered about the quality of the first half, Gordon. It wasn't the greatest that we were expecting. We thought it would come out and it'd be fast, it'd be furious. It didn't happen. I think that suited Rangers. It's I been thought, the opposite, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I thought tactically for Rangers it was very good because you stopped Celtic with that fast-flowing football. The wide areas were poor. The quality from the wide areas were poor as well. When was it the last time you seen Celtic playing a first half and it took them to 31 minutes before they even got a corner kick? And then all of a sudden you're thinking, yeah, it's going to be a case of, will they change tactics second half, nil-nil? That one bit of quality. Quality. And it starts with Aaron Moy. That's a terrific ball. Taylor finds the space and finds the quality, puts it in the dangerous area. And all of a sudden, Maeda takes a swipe at it. Kyogo eyes must have lit up. He will not score an easier goal, a tap-in. And that's what separates the sides. Well, it's been a fascinating first 45 minutes. Maybe not the goal fest some would have anticipated, but we did get one just before the break. It came from Kyogo. It comes for Celtic. And at half-time in this League Cup final, it's Rangers nil, Celtic 1. The fastest goals, the experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A rare moment of calm in the National Stadium as both sets of fans take breath after what was an interesting first half. It is indeed Celtic who lead at the break thanks to that goal just before the interval from Kyogo. And it's fascinating, Mark Wilson, because we too are watching some highlights of the first half. And and almost the, di- the difference in two key moments. At one end, Rangers get a ball down the side of the box. James Tavernier tries to flash it across the face. And Cameron Carter-Vickers slides in with an outstanding tackle to divert the ball away. And then at the other end, when Celtic have a similar move, the Rangers' defence don't do their jobs anywhere near as efficiently. And Kyogo says thank you very much to open the scoring yeah well Carter Vickers in that one you're talking about just positionally top notch just gets his body into the right position diverts it away then you analyse the goal from a Rangers point of view and their back four are all over the place Tavernier's out of position Goldson almost crosses over Davies then comes across to compensate for that and Barisic have said on numerous occasions positionally for me he is poor time and time again for Rangers and he's too far out he doesn't recognise the danger the danger's Kyogo standing right in front of him in the middle of the six yard box doesn't pick him up and it's the easiest of finishes for Kyogo yeah and Gordon Dale it's, it's fascinating because the guys in the studio will have been describing the action maybe something that you get more of a sense of when you're in the stadium is the, the almost the the game plan or the way the teams will go about it you can see Rangers because they know what Celtic want to do Mm -hmm. so anytime the ball goes out of play Alan McGregor is in absolutely no hurry Jim mentioned it before the game this is Hamden it's it's a different surrounding it's you you can't dictate the the uh, the external factors the way you you might otherwise do at Celtic Park the ball comes back in very quickly they get on with it it's not it's just not been like that Rangers look happy with it Celtic for what it's worth, kind of look okay with it as well at times because they, they've changed their approach almost. It's much, it's just much slower than the league meetings have been. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, and I'm not making excuses, but I don't know if the pitch is playing a part in that. But no, but I, I even mean getting the ball back into yeah, the pitch when it I, goes out. Yeah, and I and I think that Rangers set up tactically to go and stop Celtic playing this fast-flowing football, and it worked because if just before Kyogo's goal, I'm thinking probably Beal will be the happiest of managers because Celtic 31 minutes before they got a corner, you look back McGregor's had a good save from Jota yes Rangers haven't offered a lot 
apart from a terrific defensive uh, save there from Carter Vickers with a tackle, he, he sees out the danger. But then they got undone, and that's what Celtic can do to you. It's the movement from Aaron Moy who sets it up. That's the trigger point. He gets into a great position between the midfield and the defence. Golson gets caught out. It's a great ball into Taylor. It's weighted perfectly for him. Cross goals, and as the boys quite rightly say, you can point the finger. Golson's nowhere to be seen. Barisic must recognise there's a danger there. They don't kill go puts it in the back of the net. But I think if you're Rangers, I'm looking at the flair players, the guys that Rangers look to change the game for them. Sakala, I would like to see him be more positive. The one thing the boys got pace, there are a couple of times he's lined up against Taylor. Go and take him on one by one. Kent went in and out the game. Morelis is offered nothing. And for me, I'd be very surprised. Tillman is struggling. I do not think the guy's uh, 100% fit. Yeah, this could be a big half-time team talk for the managers. They may have to shuffle their packs. They may have to make big decisions. Will there be any changes? We will find out and get the second half next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 